Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another Arsenal Women Arscast on Arsblog.com, like London buses coming along all at once after a period of relative quiet before the new year. Um, For those of you who haven't heard it already, uh, we released an episode on Friday afternoon about um, our new Dutch signing Victoria Palova with uh, Dutch journalist Anne-Marie Posma, who covers both Ajax and the Netherlands national team. So who better place to talk about Victoria Palova? Um, and that's about a 25-minute episode. If you haven't already heard, heard it, I really encourage you to hear it. But obviously, Arsenal have announced another signing <laughs> just 24 hours later, also in the midfield, also of a, a kind of very highly regarded young talent, uh, 19-year-old Katerin cool um and i'm not going to try and pronounce the name of the team that she's come from nordishland um I'll, I'll leave that to our guest who's much more august than i in both the danish language and more importantly danish women's football very delighted to welcome amelie bremer for her debut on the show amelie thanks for joining us thank you for having me tim and um Ordinarily, I try and plug some of the stuff that our guests do, um, and I know that you you do you do quite a lot of podcasting and, and radio and things like that. But the pronunciation of the shows is beyond me. I'm afraid we do have a lot of Danish and Scandinavian <laughs> listeners, though. So, would you like to tell us um, where where our listeners can find you? Of course, uh, for the women's football, I have a podcast called Kvindefodbold Podcasten, and that's basically just the women's football podcast, um, where we talk about yeah women's football, and and we focus mainly on Danish players, the Danish national team, with my co-host Werner. And then my like my my day job, my adult job, that's uh, being a radio host at Danish Radio Four, where I'm roast, uh, host hosting the afternoon show called uh, Mission. It's uh, the mission. So yeah, that's that. Excellent stuff. So again, gold star credentials to talk um, about <laughs> Catherine Cool. Um, but before we launch into the questions, I'm going to read out a tweet that you tweeted when the story first broke that Arsenal were interested. Um, which was broken um, in the Danish press and by Amanda Zaza as well, who might be on the podcast later this month (laughs) herself. Mm -hmm. But um, you tweeted, as a Dane, I can assure you every Arsenal women fan should be thrilled if Arsenal land Katarine Kuhl. She is the greatest Danish talent since Pernilla Harder and an absolute baller in the offensive part of midfield. Amazing technique, composure and vision of the game. Um, podcast over, I think. That, does, does that just about sum it up? What, what, first of all, what's like Catherine's best position? What would you say her attributes are? I know Jonas referenced her creativity. Just try and sum up um, the player that Arsenal have bought. Yeah, I mean, they've bought a player that what comes to my mind when I think about uh, Katrine Kuhl is that the ball just sticks to her feet. 
she has a great technique. Um, she is uh, placed in in the like creative part, the offensive part of midfield. Normally, um, as I wrote in my my tweet, she has great composure uh, for a nineteen year old. She feels calm on the ball. Um, and she has a great vision of the game. So when she has the ball by her feet, the, the pitch sort of open, opens up in front of her. She sees lines of passing that other players doesn't. Um, and um, the term packing, you know, passing uh, through loads of opponents' bodies, uh, she's just really good at that. And, and in that way, she's, she's opening up spaces by, by a single or, and sometimes simple pass. Um, so that's 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 really something that she did so well for for Norseland, but also on the Danish national team. Um, and I mean, creativity, as Jonas already said, but but the technique is just astonishing. I mean, she can do really really sweet things with the ball. Um, she's a smooth player, super satisfying to watch. Um, and when I interviewed her for our podcast, I, I asked her what kind of football she likes to watch and and play herself and. I think like like many other people, football fans and also players in, in our generation, she's um, inspired by, by Spanish type of football, uh, mm. Barcelona way, you know, the tiki-taka type of, of play. So loads of possession, uh, loads of passing. That's also the way that FC Norseland, uh, the team she's coming from, uh, plays, both on the men's and the women's side. So, so she's really, um, yeah, just great technique, great creativity. She's a dribbler. Um, she does things that get the fans, the people uh, off their seat. So, so yeah, in that way, as an Arsenal fan myself, I'm I'm super <laughs> excited to to see her in in our shirt. This, this, this is sounding very similar to the podcast we just did on Victoria Pelova yesterday. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of the things Anne-Marie said about Victoria, which which is reassuring because it shows that there's uh, you know a type that Jonas is yes. looking for and and perhaps he hasn't always had the type of player he wants in midfield to this stage. But um, mm. just sticking with, uh, with Katrine, I wonder if you could just give us a sense of her history to this point because she's only 19, but it, yes. it seems like she's been around for quite a while. Yeah, she has. I mean, she's she's always been branded as a kind of a wunderkind in in Danish women's football. Um, she began playing at at five as a kid, and when she was already sixteen, um, she she started regularly for FC Nordsjælland in in Denmark's top flight. So so, I mean, as a very young player, she's been tested at the the top level in Denmark. I mean, that's that's nothing compared to to the women's Super League. Um, but I mean, for a sixteen year old, that that's also pretty neat. Um, Norseland, uh, the club she was at, is is known for their development of talented players and using very young players. That's also f- f- uh, for the men's side. Um, so so she's yeah, as I said, been recognized as this this wonder child, um, but kind of al- always taking the right steps all the way. I mean, I'm pretty sure she could have uh, stepped up earlier, stepped outside of the Danish league earlier. Um, but she decided to stay at, at FCN. She decided to, to take her graduation, develop, and then go now. So I think that also shows that she's kind of, of, of I, I don't know how to put it, but but a thinker, mm. if you know what I mean. I mean, she, she seems almost kind of shy, but just very soft-spoken, um, no rush decisions. And that also reflects into to the type of football that she plays. Um, and and you mustn't um, misunderstand me. She 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 has a winning mentality. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but um, but yeah, that's yeah. Just 
just uh, yeah I, th- I think you know what I mean <laughs> yeah definitely and I I just watched um, her interview on arsenal.com um, this afternoon with the unveiling and what came across to me yeah. was that she seemed very convinced by this move move you know she was saying I always knew I was going to go like um, mm. in January now because obviously, and this, this is one of the themes of Arsenal signing Scandinavian players, the season runs to a different um, a different kind of schedule than it does in England. So we usually end up getting them in January. But she, you know, she was saying, always knew, always knew I wanted to come to the WSL. And she seemed, um, she seemed really confident, actually, is that, and you said you've spoken to her a few times. Is, is that the sense you get from her? Yeah, I think she's kind of... Um, she comes off as, as shy, but when you speak to her, she's um, she's just careful about her words. Um, as I said, a thinker, um, and 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 I think that she's really come out of her shell in the last couple of years. Um, at such a young age, she's been given a lot of responsibility at FC Nordsjælland, um, and and she kind of she kind of dragged them along in, in the league um, for, for quite a few seasons. Um, so I think she's come out of her shell, both as a player and as a person, um, and, and really, really, really learned a lot. We'll probably get back to her role in the national team, but mm. but something happened also at the Euros that, that weren't the best uh, thing. But um, that, that also, I think, um, yeah, kind of was a big learning lesson for her. So, so, I think she's she's really grown a lot in the, in the last few years, and when I'm writing her now, I, I just wrote her congratulations with with the with the signing and everything, and she responded like, "Yeah, really looking forward and see you in the stadium and and, and stuff like that." So she's yeah, she she seems just super hyped. Yeah, yeah, and um, one of the one of the other things as well. I mean, I, I guess coming on before we we talk about her place in the Danish national team, how she might fit in at Arsenal because. I mean, at the moment, with Vivian Miedema injured, I think the midfield three for Arsenal is pretty set in Leo Valti, mm. Kim Little and Frieda Mornham as well, who's kind of really just broken in this season. Mm. Um, and I wonder, obviously, Jordan Nobbs has gone. Kim Little, as much as Arsenal fans don't like to admit it, is, is 32, so she's not past it. But, you know, the conversation's going to come up. How do you see her fitting in maybe for the rest of this season, do you think it will be a fairly gentle introduction or do you think she's ready to go and challenge for a place straight away? I think she'll be able to challenge for a place, but I also think it will be a gentle introduction. Um, I, I mean, the, the three players that we have now in midfield is is just a, a great trio. Um, in my mind, she definitely needs to lean on Kim Little, uh, learn from her as much as possible. Um I wish Kim Little could play forever as well. But um, to be realistic, I think, in my mind, a midfield in the future with, with uh, Lia, uh, Frida and, and Katrine behind a trio up front with, with Ford, uh, Viv and, and Beth Mead, that sounds very exciting uh, in my years. Um, and I think that that even though Kuhl can can go now and, and do something uh, for Arsenal, I think she also needs to... Um, to improve in some areas, and I think she will do so very quickly because the the um, the problem for her was that she wasn't challenged weekly in the Danish league, um, but she showed every time she played for the national team, she's been stepping up to the next level, no problem. And I think she will do that as well for Arsenal. So what she needs to do is just get some minutes. I mean, there's been, 
there will be plenty of matches in different tournaments in in the spring. Um, so just in, in being part of the game all the time, don't fall out of matches in in certain parts of the game. Make herself count with assists and with with goals also. Um, that's maybe where she she can improve a little bit. But um, I I think she she won't hit her ceiling in any way. I think she can play along fine uh, when she gets uh, the chance. And, um, you know, like I said, Arsenal, have, they've, they've sold Jordan Nobbs in this window. One of the things I read, uh, Yash, who, who does some um, some kind of graphics for us, wrote in the summer, actually, about three of the top uh, talents in Scandinavia. And, and he wrote about Katrine. And mm. what really struck me was that he was talking about how she likes to play on kind of on the right of a midfield three. That's very much kind of where Kim Little <laughs> operates. And actually, when I was reading like the data and everything, and you talking about her dribbling and things like that, like there's just maybe it's just because I've watched her for so long and I can barely imagine an Arsenal team without her. But there yeah. were just bells in my head going, Kim, 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 Kim. <laughs> and, and I yeah, wonder and, and- whether she's perhaps considered like being groomed for a long term replacement for her. That that was my thinking too, and and my co-host on our podcast, Werner, who's really the the tactical mastermind of of our podcast. That was his thought right away as well. Uh, so credit to him also. Um, I think I think you're right, even though it's a, it's a frightening thought uh, to not have uh, Kim Little in the in the Arsenal midfield. I think she uh, Katrina Kuhl can can grow into that role, um, and it's also a pleasant thought that that we are already building for the future in, in that perspective. So so I guess that's that's what needs to be done. Yeah, and, and I wonder whether, um, I, I think maybe sometimes in, in England or other countries, we're, we're guilty of thinking of Scandinavia as like one country. <laughs> and, and obviously, so she's the only Dane in the squad, but we do have, you know, there's a couple of Swedes in uh, Stinner and Lena Hertig, and then there's Frieda Mornham, uh, sorry, who's, you know, not that much older, I think very similar kind of character, softly spoken. Do you think, and, and obviously having a Swedish coach, and one of the things I wanted as soon as Jonas was appointed, I'm thinking Scandinavia is such a kind of hotbed of talent. And I really, really want, I really want that kind of advantage in that area because I've been sick of watching um, Scandinavian players go to Chelsea over the last kind of <laughs> few years. And and so I wonder, do you think that that kind of Scandinavian um, kind of, I mean, is that a connection um, at all? Or, or are we just guilty of thinking that like old Denmark, Norway and Sweden are, are, are the same thing? That there is a hotbed of talent or, or, or how do you mean? Uh, uh, in, in terms of Arsenal, will it, will it matter to her mm. really that there's like a Norwegian and a few Swedes and sure. a couple of Swedish coaches? I think that's an important thing. I mean, always for a young player, it's just nice to have someone to go to, speak your native language in some kind. Now yeah, I'm yeah. also putting just Swedish in, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, as I said, she, she can come off quite shy, but um, I was actually positively surprised about what she said in her interview um, regarding the signing and, and, and how she, she seemed to have already scoped out um, like the, the, the group of players and, and s- s- said that it was kind of like a sisterhood and so on, that that was very positive uh, for me to hear. Um, if I can raise a little flag, it's that uh, FC Norseland, where she comes from, um, they have kind of in some ways, it's it's also 
it's 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 not the most fair criticism, but there is something to it, both for the men's and the women's side. Um, as I said, they are really grooming a lot of talent in the club, and that's kind of their business model: is to have very young players playing on a high level and then selling for for a big amount of money. Um, but sometimes they have been criticized that they're not really preparing the players for what's meeting them when they go abroad or, or, or where they're going. Um, and l- quite a few of their players are coming back to FC Norseland after um, kind of not making it in their new club. Um, so that would just be, be a small flag that I would raise that I'm really hoping that, um, I mean, they're taking care of her and that she has a nice setup there. I don't know if she's she's going by herself or, or what's happening, but but that's, yeah, I think something to, just to be aware of that um, that it's important that she she lands in a good way also in the new club. Yeah, and, and we have seen that with Scandinavian players who've come to Arsenal in their history. So Stina uh, went to Montpellier in France when she was younger and that really bombed. So did Katrina Vaya as well. She went same club. Um, and, and actually, I, I, now you say that about uh, FC Norgeland, like, I, I remember now what they're doing on the men's side is like genuinely incredible. Like basically yeah. not fielding a single player in the men's side. This is like not fielding a single player older than 23. Like really, like there are plenty of teams that have that model, but like they've really, really, really invested and, and gone for that model. Is, is it as drastic as that on the women's side? It's it's not as drastic as that, but it is uh, the DNA of the club, and they are quite stubborn about it. And mm. as you say, they are always one of the highest teams when you see the lists of the youngest squads in Europe. Uh, they are always up there, if not if not number one. Um, so so that's that's the philosophy of the club, and and Katrine Kuhl is the epitome of that in many ways. Uh, because I mean, she's always uh, she's also worn the the captain's armband, sorry, mm-hmm. um, at such a young age, and and so on. So so they really uh, trust uh, the young talents, and and just yeah. So so I'm just hoping that she she will also be be flying high in, when she go out out of the nest. And um, I I guess I, I want to talk a little bit about um, maybe pressure because one of the quotes that's really picked up among Arsenal fans is Brian Sorensen who's now the coach of Everton who coached Penilla Harder when she was 15 I believe and mm. has also coached Katrine and he said that you know he, he talked about he didn't like say that Katrine is better per se like it was a bit more nuanced than that he said you know I never knew a player who was more driven and more determined than Penilla mm. but he said like in terms of technical he said he he considers Katrine ahead of where Penilla Harder was at the same age. I mean, first of all, do you think that's fair, both in terms of do you think it's accurate and does it potentially put a little bit of pressure on her? Um, I don't know. I, I, I actually haven't seen the quote in, in Danish media, um, mm. so, so I don't know if it puts pressure in that perspective on her personally. Um, in some ways, I think it's fair to say it, um, I think, um, I think, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything bad about Penilla Harder. <laughs> this might not be faux pas as an Arsenal fan, but, but she's the most special talent that Danish women's football have, has ever seen. Um, but they are different type of players in my mind. I think Kuhl feeds more from her technique than Penilla Harder in her game. So that's why he's highlighting her technique. That's why she's shining so bright with the technique that she has. Um, Penilla is, in my 
opinion, more like an explosive player. Her goals is is her biggest strength. Um, and Kuhl's biggest strength is the technique. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that perspective, they are two different type of players, I think. But, but for sure, they are... Um, I mean as I wrote in, in my tweet that you read, she's she's the biggest talent in, in Danish women's football since Pernille Harder, and she's already so young. Um, so so she's a special play, player for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, even as Arsenal fans on Arsenal podcast, we have to say that's very, very big praise indeed. <laughs> I mean... As, yeah. as much as it might might stick in the throat to do it. Um, I, I want to yeah. stay a little bit um, with, you know, the, the, her role in the Danish national team. Now, um in the Euro, I mean, I'm not sure. It, tournaments are so weird because they're so small and so pressurised. I don't feel like you always get like a proper picture of what a team is like. Like England yeah. under Serena Wiegmann did not look anything like that until the day the tournament started. And and that works in both ways. And you see Sweden under Peter Gerhardsen and they kept changing what they were doing. From the outside, watching Denmark during the Euros, and this wasn't the impression I had of them leading up to the Euros. It just looked to me like... As the as the games wore on, they just went more and more into a let's just give the ball to Penilla Harder and hope that she does something, like almost out of mm. desperation. And I wonder, obviously, Katrine's very young. Well, like, what's the picture been first of all since the Euros? And you know, can and is Katrine helping with that? Like, what's her role in the national team at the moment? I mean, she's not seen as someone to take over over from uh, Penilla Harder. I mean, she's seen as someone who's supposed to set up Penilla Harder in the most, yeah. uh, in the best ways. Um, she is pretty regular on the national team. It depends uh, on the opponent whether we need flair and creativity or more maybe some defensive power than Senetrol score. Maybe playing in Reading would start instead in, in a more defensive role. Um, but I think, I mean. Um, the Danish national team have been kind of in a rut lately. Um, we had the World Cup qualifiers, such a weak group with a lot of, yeah, sorry to say, but a lot of bad teams. And then mm-hmm. we were in the group of death <laughs> at the Euros with uh, Germany and Spain and uh, Finland. So that was just, I think, actually just a shock for, for a lot of the players. I mean, of course, they were prepared, but they I mean, I interviewed actually Penilla Harder uh, two days ago for our podcast, and she just said, I mean, they didn't practice against any good teams, the whole group together for 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 a year, and then they showed up at the Euros, and 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 they were just beaten by a four nil by Germany in the first match, and that that was when uh, Katrine Kühl got the red card, mm. and that was actually pretty shocking to a lot of of Danish fans because she is not an aggressive player. Um, she's not a tough player uh, mentally. She seems su- super chill and balanced, as I said. Um, so that was really unlike her and just uh, a horrific first match. Um, but yeah, I think she really learned a lot from that. And and the the teamwork with Penilla Harder and the national team, I think that's actually been very key for the development of Katrine Kühl. And my perception was that Penilla Harder is really helping her. Um, my co-host uh, Werner uh, asked Penille about a specific um, situation in, in the last national team game where uh, Harder gave Kühl very specific instructions during the match and it seemed to be translating just like one-to-one to Kühl's uh, game for the club very easily. So I think um, that partnership on the national team is, is very good for Kühl. It's, it's very good for, for Denmark because... 
Um, Kyl needs to, to deliver. Uh, she needs to di- distribute uh, balls for Pernille Harder because, yeah, that's still like the main thing for Denmark. We need Pernille Harder to work. And Katrine Kyl is definitely a part of that. Yeah, which game? Because I, I was at, um, because the, the group was kind of based quite near me, I was at two of Denmark's games, both of the ones at, at, yeah. at Brentford uh, against Spain and Germany. Which game was she suspended yeah. for? Um, she was out against Finland. So okay. she, she got okay. the red card against Germany, out against That's Finland, it. and then she, she played uh, some against, against Spain. Spain. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess... And it was like, I mean, she, she came on uh, with... F- 10 minutes, 15 minutes to go against Germany and then got the red card straight after. So it was just a really bad experience for her. Yeah, 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 I bet. And I guess just, I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked Anne-Marie about Victoria Pullover um, yesterday and quite a broad question just in closing. But I mean, how far do you think Katrine can go in her career? She's clearly one of the best teenage footballers um, in Europe at the moment. I think that's kind of fair to say, like, how far do you think she can go in her career? I mean, she's at Arsenal now, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> she's done <laughs> Why it. Why would she, she ever want to go any, <laughs> any further? <laughs> but I mean, do you um, think she could trouble a Ballon d'Or top three or top five one day? I mean, what, what kind of level do you think she's capable of? Um, I mean, she hasn't, she hasn't, she hasn't met her ceiling yet in, in any of the games that she's played also for the national team. That's why I'm focusing because the Danish league is, mm. is still uh, not up there. Um, and she is, I mean, now that you're mentioning the Belong Door, now we're just streaming, but she is the type of player. She can do the special things. And as I said, things that get people off their seat. Um, and I know that she's focused on adding more assists, more goals, getting more outcome to her game to become more decisive. And... Um, I mean, if if Jonas and the Arsenal team can help her with that, then she is she is a very special player, um, and I think she will be be a great success um, as a playmaker um, mm. and with the inspiration that she has from from Spanish football, from Alexia Putellas, uh, those kind of players. I mean, she is um, yeah, she she always adjusted to the level that she's been put in, um, and I'm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to jinx her, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, yeah. but she is a special player uh, and um, I have a good feeling. Excellent. I think that's what all Arsenal fans definitely want to hear and I think there's a lot of excitement. I think a lot of people at least saw the name um, at the Euros, particularly, you know, for English Arsenal fans and the Euros in this country. And like I say, I um, watch Denmark because uh, they were conveniently kind of situated for the Euros. Mm. But Amelie... Thanks so much um, for your insight. Thanks so much for coming on. And um, as and when Arsenal sign more Danish players, um, as we increase our stranglehold on Scandinavia, um, we'll have you on again and we'll <laughs> do, do some check-ins and, and things like that on, on Katrine. Sure. My pleasure, Tim. Thank you for having me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Thanks, Emily. And that's all the time we have uh, for the show today. Um, there will be other signings in January, so there will be other podcasts. But at the end of next week, we will have something pretty special. Like I said on the podcast yesterday, we're going to do some stuff around the new wrap around Emirates Stadium, which people will probably be aware of. Lots and lots of representation for the women's team on there. I think people are going to be really excited about it. Uh, and I'm going to do a lot of content around it as well with Arsenal, um, who've been... Uh, very good in terms of access and, and things like that. So we'll do some explainers. We'll show you some of the artwork. We'll talk to some of the people who are on the artwork as well. So something really exciting coming at the end of next week. But that might be the next podcast. It might not, because I don't know when the next signing is going to be announced at this stage. I might get the press release tonight and I might be back here tomorrow. But until then, thanks very much for downloading. Thanks very much for listening. And thanks again to our guest, Amelie. And we will speak to you very, very soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.